Do look like Johnny Bravo. This is critically inclined. Results may vary. Um, yeah, we've literally just been talking about Johnny Bravo and how it goes. <laughs> that was that was your time for you to cue in. Yeah, I know. Anyway, oh, yeah. what's it? Yeah, I was watching. Uh, literally, the only episode of Johnny Bravo that I can remember was, um, I think he'd met like a genie or something, and um, it, well, anyway, he had one wish anyway, and uh, his one wish that his one wish was that all chicks would love him. And yeah. by the end of it, there was literally just like a little bit of chickens after him. Oh, and it God. didn't work out for him. I can't remember what John Bravo was about, though. I don't know if it was like one of them that has moral every episode. Well, I, I think it was like the ultimate Chad. It's like the the tiny, tiny legs with the tight jeans on and the, the massive torso with a big black shirt. Yeah, the massive triangular body. In the um, ridiculous coif, which yeah, I've the, currently got going on right now, which is why we're talking about it. Yeah, the herdu that could uh, defy gravity. <laughs> Which actually I tried to mimic at one point. Did you actually? Yeah, when no, uh, when we went to, went to Le Mans a couple of years ago. Uh, let me just whole... point out for a start, you're not blonde. I am blonde. It's more and of Johnny a dirty blonde. blonde. He's he's more of a golden blonde. But yeah, like that. He's a golden boy. Mm. Um, but yeah, when we went to Le Mans, we were doing the fancy dress thing. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I had blue jeans and a tight black shirt, and I was like, you know, when I was rel- relatively in shape. Yeah. And um, I thought, I wonder if I could get my hair to stick up. Bearing in mind it was almost down to my elbow at this point. Yeah. And I, I used everything from different gels and prit sticks that I could find in my in my uh in my box in my room. And it just wouldn't work, it just kept flopping over to the side. I'd get about four or five inches of height and then it just yeah. flop. No, uh, they used to use soap back in the day. Soap. Yeah. If you just wash your well, I wash my hair with soap anyway because I do. Oh, is that how you get it to go sideways? No, um it just grows sideways now. Ah, I forced right. it to grow sideways. But um for some reason, when I shampoo my hair, it goes like really absorbent. Absorbent. So, literally, I give it like one hour of plain RuneScape and it just becomes greasy. Like I could squeeze it into the chip, fa- uh, chip pan and it'll like fill it up. Right. So I started using soap because apparently soap blocks up all your pores in your face anyway. Yeah. Which is how you get like little spots and shit. Like, you know, all the, the dots on your nose. Yeah. They're not blackheads, they're just like full pores or whatever. Yeah. Pores full of shit. Um, like, it just clogs stuff up, apparently. Like, it dries it out, but, like, almost like putting... Do you know how when, when you're, like, kneading bread, you chuck a lot of flour on the table? Yeah. So it stops it from t- sticking on the table. Yeah, yeah. It kind of does that. So I always use soap washing mirror because it, like... It's still clean, but it, like, prevents grease, basically. Well, yeah, because soap's designed to break down grease and dirt, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I can see how that works. But you always got like a little bit of residue left on it, even if like, because obviously I don't just like leave soap in. Oh, so you don't just have dandruff then? No. Um, but what they used to do back in the 80s before like, well, brill cream was still a thing, but like before everyone just had a bottle of brill cream. Fucking hell, brill everyone, cream, that's going back so. Yeah, my dad still, uh, still got some of that. But still repping the cream. Yeah. Still brilling it up. Honestly, ever since I was a kid, like, um, yeah, even when I was a kid, I used to, you know when you have really short hair and you used to like stick a bit of your dad's brill cream in your fringe and just like stick it up? Oh, no, because my dad didn't use brill, cr- brill cream. But, but then again, my dad's not had but, years for about... Uh, uh, fucking not, hell. My dad's not, had, my dad's not had uh, years for about 50 hers. Christ. But yeah. Um, Can you believe we've literally already been having this conversation for like two hours? As soon as we press record, we're just like... That's what happens when you get in front of a mic. Just everything goes to pot. But yeah, back in the day... As far as I'm aware, like, my mum used to do it. Um, she used to also... What, what? Put everything in a pot or use brill cream? No, um, she used to, like, wash... Because she's got... I should probably know this. She's got several brothers. Several? Two brothers and a sister. Back in the sister. day... Sister? Your mum's got a sister? Well, taking my joke from me, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not even funny when I say it. Come on. When you rub it and relate back to me, it's not going to be funny. I just wanted to see how it felt, you know. It feels great. Yeah. I love it. I felt a little sense of pride in a slight hindering of shame then as well. <laughs> the pores on my nose are gooing with pride. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what's it? Bim yeah. was the like the fashion expert back in the day. So right. she should like, you know, how like on jeans, like in the 80s, like they'd fold the bottom bit up like that. Yeah. But it, like they'd put tartan on the inside. Yeah. She'd do it, all that kind of shit. In a post nowadays where they just get tucked into socks. Well, nowadays you just buy a pair of jeans from Primark for like £7. But. Mm. Um, and yeah, she all. Well, can you really call them jeans anymore? Well, half the, the jeans are missing. The chinos back in like 2012. I don't know what happened to the chino. You know, like the 
the thing the drop that crotch. the thing that should have happened to the chino before it was made, it died. Died of chinos. Oh, you. I went, I'm, I'm disappointed. No, it's when we were hosting illegal raves. Um, one the, of our events was already like rigged up and plugged in. Yeah, so you repped up. Uh, you there. You appeared at one of your events, ready to uh, jump on the decks and do all your magic DJ and stuff in chinos, looking like an old man. Yeah, generally. Um, wow. We'd already set the event up the day before, and then we went to the start of it, obviously, because we had to like let everyone in and take money off them. Yeah. And then at some point we got bored, because there was only two running it, but we both left, so I don't know how we did it. Right. I don't know if we had someone else on the door charging money or whatever. All right. Um, and doing security, which... And you wonder why you never made money? Well, we did make money. It's, yeah. The place is just never secure, which is why we ah, were the right. security men, and we were as the... Um, so security men and the DJ. Yeah. I can but, see how that didn't work. Yeah, we must have got somebody else on the door. But, well, anyway, we ended up going to Asda for some reason, halfway through doing our illegal rave. For some swig? Um, I assume so. I've generally no idea. Yeah, so it'll pro- well, you, it'll be um, swig or well, no, material. We're, no, we were doing a rave in a club. Well, it wasn't. A, it was a bar. Right, so you left you left the bar just to uh, just to go pop down to the local shop. Yeah, thinking back on it, I really don't know why I did it. Mm. But anyway, um, went to Asda and I bought a pair of beige chinos and a light blue, really tight Amsterdam t-shirt. It had like bikes and the the, the canals on it and everything. What was this a, a George special? Oh yeah, oh, right. I, I think the old, the entire setup probably cost me about about seventeen p. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just started before to go back without like my hat on, yeah. which is like a staple at this point. Yeah, it's like an icon um, of yourself, yeah, your, so, your image. So the only thing that I was wearing when I got back, because it got changed in the toilets, for the, oh, uh, the disabled toilets, because there was a bit more room in there for me oh, to like hang my jacket up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the only piece of clothing that I was wearing that was relatively normal was my shoes, which nobody really looks at in a pitch black like, bar, that, bar turned illegal rave. Well, yeah, because it'll be covered in black gunk off the floor anyway. Um, but yeah, I went back and considering I was hosting the events and DJing them later on that night, yeah. nobody recognised me. It was right. great. It was just like being some random hot boy off the street. Hot boy. I wouldn't have called you hot in chinos and a, a, a George t-shirt. Honestly, there's a picture of me stood outside, not wearing my hat, in the Amsterdam t-shirt, based chinos, holding a, um, an Asda bag full of my current clothes. Oh, God. That were like pretty dear at that point because they had a good job. Um, yeah, just looking all looking hot. It was well, great. Honestly, I'd walk up to people and be like, yeah, right, mate. And they'd just be like, yeah, yeah. And just like look away and I'd like tap on the shoulder again and be like, yeah, it's me, by the way. And like, oh, shit, yeah, what are you worrying? Oh, shit, yeah, you have her. Oh, even my ex at that point didn't recognize me. Well, isn't that what you want? Well, that's what I wanted, but I'd been with her for three and a half years. And I remember, because she was still just loitering about going to, going to them kind of events. Oh, yeah. Um, Couldn't get away from her really, like, but... One, yeah, one of those, like, like, you're walking to an event doing... Like, you're DJing stuff, and she's, like, clinging onto your ankle, being dragged along behind you. Practically, yeah. But, yeah, I went back and went with Chino's on, and it was just, like... I might as well just been still just looking at her, and, yeah. Or, like, didn't just recognize me random guy from across the bar. Yeah, just, like, who's this freak staring at me? Yeah. With his fucking Chino's on. It was great. <laughs> she probably looked at you, like, not knowing who you were, because you were wearing bloody Chino's. Oh, well, they were, they were over. I mean, I know you're not the pinnacle of fashion, but, Christ... I am the pinnacle of that's, fashion. Uh, that's pushing it. Pushing it down a bit, little bit. That that's. But who was the pinnacle of uh, fashion? Was my mum. That's what I was saying. Right. Um, yeah. Back in the day, to get you know like all Liberty spikes. Yeah. In, um, or like punk hairstyles. Because we're talking like proper punky. It's really. not on about the, like the uh, the Lincoln Park in the olden days with the little spikes. You're on about like proper big. No, we're talking um, like long six inch spikes. Is it some forty one, or is it Blink one eighty two? No, it's Good Charlotte. Good Charlotte. Um, oh. The Rich and the Famous song. Yeah. You know the guy with the black hair with the Liberty Spikes? Yeah, yeah. You're talking them. Christ. Uh, my mum used to put them in for um, my uncle, who's basically not bald. <laughs> right. It's probably got nothing to do with it. But yeah, um, you just uh. wash the hair with soap, but like leave loads of soap on the hair. Let yeah. it dry. So like get your hair full of soap and like wash it a few times so it gets like super dry. Mm-hmm. Stick a lot of soap on it again so it levels up dead nice. And like just keep rubbing the bar of soap into it, I think. And then as it's like kind of drying... Set it to Liberty Spikes or whatever. Yeah. And then as it dries, you sound. Oh, so you didn't need any, any gel or spray nope. or anything? Just soap. Yeah. Well, we, now we know why your soap sales skyrocketed in the early 80s. Well, well if you want to look like Johnny Bravo. Like, <coughs> yeah, invest in soap. Like <coughs> oh, there we go. 
Yeah. First one of the first podcast. First cast. <coughs> Might as well get a few up while the camp. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's the middle of January. Middle of January. Uh, I've already noticed it's getting, like, it's not mega dark at five o'clock now. No, it's Because it's usually like half four, isn't it? Well, I, I can't really say much because I look, looked out the window today at about two o'clock and it was, the sun was beaming, it was cracking the flags. Even you mean two was, o'clock when you woke up? Even though it was freezing. No, I was up before two. What, like five two? Well, I didn't get out of bed till two, but I was up at two. Christ. Um, But either way, that's a different Getting up story. and getting out of bed are completely different things. Yeah, I know. Because you can be up till four o'clock in the morning in bed. Yeah. But being up until four o'clock in the morning, not in bed, is totally different. Well, yeah, you can get more done. You get more done on a night. You don't. You get more done in the day when everything's open. No, you don't. Getting well, up at eight o'clock in the morning. It's sub- it's subjective because yeah, most places are open during the day. In fact, all places are open during the day. Yeah, but, but people not, are... not much is open during the night. But um, people are. I tend to be more productive during the night. People are. What's the opposite of nocturnal? People are eternal. Daytonal. People are people are eternal things, right? Eternal things. Eternal beings, right? So is that we, the new we do stuff in the day, and it becomes day. Now at winter, like eight o'clock in the morning. So right. you get up at eight o'clock in the morning, you will feel better. If you spend, what is it? What we're talking like, I don't know, ten hours or so in daylight, you will feel better rather than waking up at two o'clock. I mean, two. Now we're talking about three hours of daylight and then an extra ten hours at night. Yeah, but being the hermit I am, if I get up at eight in the morning and actually go out, I'll set a blaze. Yeah, but you feel like you've achieved. Well, I won't. I'll be dead. Third no. degree burns. Getting up in the morning is way better. I have to keep this pasty white complexion. It's very difficult when you go outside. Well, can you imagine of... me with a with a tan? <laughs> oh, like um, like the generic forty fifty year old dads um, just been to Tenerife for two week tan. Yeah, yeah. But they come back and they're actually like black. Yeah. Well, that that's my dad. It, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I go on holiday with my dad, and try and avoid the sun because I'm not a sun person. Yeah. But should be it's good for you, by the way. Well, yeah. I mean, last year when we went to Crete. My um, you can't go to Crete and not get a tan. Within the first four days, my sister was complaining that she wasn't tanning. Yeah, I was trying to avoid sunlight like the plague, in because you were lobster fired. Well, yeah, e- even in the water, I was underneath trying to avoid the sun, even though that. What is it? Atmosphere. I know, but I'm I'm a I'm an aquatic. Right. Aquatic in, individual. So you're nocturnal and aquatic. Yeah, yeah. Right. Have you know Have you not seen my bedroom before? I actually live in a big fish tank. Christ. Um. What was like an. A foot of water. The foot and the rest. Oof. My oxygen um, my oxygen bill each, each month is skyrocketing. Christ. Oh, you've got to have one of them uh, oxygenating filter things. Yeah, yeah, you know, like in fish tanks. It's just uh, every so often I just swim over to uh, to like the column in the corner of my room. Yeah. Just sup in a, a couple of uh, bubbles. You know, like you, sw- you swig uh, pop. Yeah. I just swig oxygen and then I'm, I'm, I'm back to doing what Suck I do. Suck all the fungus off the window and everything. No, I'm, that's only at tea time. Christ. But no, um, my dad, within the first four days, he looks like a local. And then <laughs> after the first week, Jesus. You'd, um, you'd genuinely mistake him for uh, a man of colour. Right, a man of colour. <clears throat> well. I, a Greek I, person. No, uh, even darker. Seriously? Yeah, he goes black. Are we talking like um, Middle Eastern? Uh, we, even, like... even darker. Right, so like Egyptian. Not wanting to stereotype, but it looked like he'd just come out of the hood in America. Right. You know, like the, the proper coloured. Yeah, um, obviously we don't want anyone to take offence to that, but... Well, I'm, I'm having to try and... For British people, that's like, that's not racist. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having to try and um, be careful about my words because I don't want to come across as racist. Yeah, no, I think it's more humorous thinking that your dad goes on holiday for two weeks and he comes back a gangster with like a Glock <laughs> like under his... Yeah, thing. like stereotypical obviously, pants down to his knees. Obviously, we're stereotyping. Don't take us seriously. Yeah, and we don't want to upset the uh, the two out of the five listeners that may be of colour. Or... Yeah, we don't want to... <laughs> well, no, it's just the hoods that we don't want to upset. Oh, God, yeah. They might come and shoot us. Again, other stereotypes are available. Okay, we're just jealous that we don't have hoods and, like, cool gangsters and stuff like that in the UK. Yeah, yeah. But the closest thing we get to gangsters, grime artists, they just complain about bus fares being too expensive. <laughs> and, like... Yeah, man's like college is well shit. Um, oh, what's that thing called? Where you get thirty quid a week? You know, oh. like your allowance thing that you get in college. Oh, EMA. Yeah, like, education maintenance. Allowance. Oh, college is well shit. EMA's not doing 
giving me enough money for my blaze kind of shit. Yeah. That's the closest we get to gangsters in the UK. Mm. Don't believe anybody else. Even though the blaze is usually subsidised by the parents. Because well, yeah. they're not actually a gangster, they're just pretending. But yeah, the, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Um, it's the start of January. It's already going slightly lighter. Yeah. Because um, in it, like December 21st, the uh, the darkest night or something. Something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll literally be a matter of weeks before well, we're getting home. Well, obviously not because neither of us have jobs, but we'll be we'll be noticing that people will be getting home at five o'clock and it's still bright. Yeah. And like, it's 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 the time to be. It's just the time to be doing stuff like that. Well, it's it's actually quite um, surprising how quickly that comes upon comes upon you, because it it's getting lighter during the day is like flicking on a light switch. It's like it's it's dark at four o'clock and then bam, turn the light on. Yeah. And it, it's still light at nine in the nine in the evening. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I remember when I used to walk to work. Yeah. A couple of years ago, and I'd be getting up. It'd be dark, obviously, when I got up. Yeah. Uh, like. Five or five. Well, I was walking, so it'd be like half four, five in the morning. Yeah. And then when I got home later on in the day, it was usually still dark because yeah. obviously this time of year. But then a couple of weeks would go by, and I'd be getting up at like five in the morning. Yeah. And this, I'd be walking to work, and the sun would be shining. And it'd be like midday. Right. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, it, was, it was genuinely, like, genuinely light. Yeah. It was. It was shining bright as anything. At, five in the morning and it baffled me well my mum always says like i don't really know how to explain it but the time to be doing stuff is like when you finish working you've still got long enough to wash your car before it gets dark like that's when like that's the good bit of the year basically i wouldn't know i've not washed my car in two months no but you know what i mean like because now you finish work like you look outside the window while you're at work and you go oh it's dark i've got like an hour left of work to do whatever but when you can actually get home make your tea Scratch your eyes for a bit, watch a bit of curry or whatever, and then still wash your car. I must admit, and then it, it goes dark. It is better. It is nice being in work, finishing, and being able to go home in the sunshine. Oh yeah, because yeah. it, it's what I used to hate about working nights, because you'd you'd get up, it'd be dark. You'd go to work, oh, it'd yeah. be dark, and you'd come home, and it'd be dark. Yeah, especially in summer, you're waking up when it's bright, in, and then it goes dark for when you go to work, and then you get out of work and it's bright again. Yeah, and that must be pretty. During the day when you're trying to weird. sleep. And you've got shit curtains that let all the light through. Yeah. It's just, the sun's cracking the flags and you're like, oh God, I've got to sleep, but I want to go out. I want to go out and have like a, a water gun fight with, with my mates or wash my car or something. <laughs> Not a water gun fight for years, actually. I want to just um, just go down the street and lob a water balloon at a random child. Why is it not acceptable to go out with water balloons and chuck them at people? Um, no, actually, no, I know why. Go on. Because you'd want to do it in your car, wouldn't you? Well, that actually happened to me. When, Seriously? Yeah, in, well, somebody just drove, up, drove by you and chucked a water balloon at you. In my old job, where I used to work a little further away to where I was yeah, yeah. previously working, we're talking about... 30 seconds down the road still. No, we're, we're talking about <coughs> um, eight, nine years ago now. Yeah. And oh, yeah, it was time ago, wasn't it? It was, it was quite, a, quite a walk to work, whereas my, my last job was walking there. I could make it in 15 to 25 minutes, yeah. um, depending on how quick I walked. The other job was about a 40-minute walk. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's walking quickly. But I decided to take a different route back because one of the guys I was working with yeah. lived nearby and I found that out, so I started oh, walking right, yeah. with him. I was walking down the main road and um, a car went past and I felt something hit my shoulder blade Right. and it honestly crippled me. And Someone had, right. someone had thrown a water balloon out of, the, uh, out of the car. Right. It hit me in the shoulder, bounced over me and landed about 10 foot in front of me and splashed and I was absolutely crippled. Because you think you, you're going 30 mile an hour down a road. Yeah. In fact, no, this was a 40 mile an hour road. Right. So they're going down at between 30 and 40 mile an hour. Yeah. You throw the water balloon. That's going at <laughs> yeah, the same speed. Yeah, it like 80 mile an hour then. And it just, it stings like like nothing. Fucking hell. But yeah, they, they can be deadly, those water balloons. So, can they fork? Uh, it's just a water balloon, isn't it? You know, Download Festival. You've yeah. been, I've been. Hmm. It's a music festival for all those out there. For sweaties. Yeah, uh, uh, alternative music festival in the UK. Sweaties. Exactly. We had in our camp a three-man catapult. Oh, yeah. And a load, of, a load of water balloons. I remember one particular... Well, I, I remember it like I was there, funny yeah. enough I was. But I, I remember it like it was yesterday. 
Um, Funnily enough. Yeah. The, we loaded the catapult mm. and we were like, right, let's see how far we can get this. And we were, I'd say, a quarter of the way into Blue Camp yeah. from the entrance. Yeah. One of several camping sites at the at the event. Yeah, they were pretty big though. They were like, to walk from one end to another, it was probably like... It was a decent amount of time, especially after you drink, had a couple of drinks in you. Like, I'd probably say like a quarter of a mile long and like eighth of a mile wide. I'd say it was a bit more than that, to be honest, but... Well, they were massive anyway. They were huge, huge places. Yeah. But we... Well, Donington Park. Donington Park, yeah. The racetrack. Yeah. Like, if you look at all the fields over there, it is massive. I think there's... How many people go? Is it like 140,000 people something? It varies. Uh, it's been less in recent years, but there, well, it, there, there's a hell of a lot of people go. Well, but yeah, I'm sure back in the day... I'd, I'd say between fifty and 100,000 people, easily. I'm, I'm sure... I've got the figure like 120, 130,000 people in me for some reason. I think 120 was the the biggest turnout they had, and that was a uh, about four or five years ago. That was when uh, System of Downplayed won it. Yeah. And Metallica and uh, I think that was 2013, maybe. Well, anyway, we're I'd, getting a little bit off topic. Either way, launch, fill a couple of water balloons up from, you know, the taps. Yeah. Fill up our water containers and just bring them back to camp. Squeeze yeah. the hell out of them to try and fill the balloons up. Launch a couple into Blue Camp. Yeah. And just hear a faint, ah, from the distance. Yeah. Is the... Uh, is it hits a tent or someone. We thought, see if we can get it into the village, like the, the main strip between all the camps where all the food places and shops and things yeah. like that are. So we stretch and stretch the catapult. And it, it's back like, probably stretched like 15, 20 foot back. So it's got a hell of a lot of uh, elasticity yeah. on it. Like, if you stood, if you stood and you put your hands together and you put them like forward, but like to one side and like up a bit and you get someone doing the opposite mm. so like up until the right if you're doing up until the left and you get somebody yeah. <clears throat> I, I think the way they're designed is you get somebody in the middle holding like the, the satchel bit yeah and it's supposed to like, like pull like it back a, um, it's like a little it, uh, piece of fabric that cups whatever's yeah, yeah. in it and it's got a, a handle on the back of it yeah so you put, you're supposed to like hold this little handle and like take a step or so away and then like let go yeah and it launch it but if i remember correctly it download we were like we were getting the heaviest people that we know to like grab hold of it, pull it back like seven or eight steps, and then lean on the floor and like like, like stretch it as heels, far as you can. Heels digging into the ground, into like, it. Yeah, heels digging into the ground, leaning back, and then like just at the point where you can hear the tethers in the in the bungee going ding 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 ding, ding about to split. Just let go and go. Yeah, honestly, um, they actually banned them. Did they? Because pe- uh, some people took some in and they were trying to hit planes or or. Oh and- yeah. They were trying to hit planes and they were trying to get it into the airport that's nearby. Yeah, for the record, um, where Blue Camp is... It's bordering the, East Midlands Airport. Yeah, the perimeter fence for the campsite is the airport is fence. the airport. Like, the end of the runway, the start of the runway. Yeah, it's like the start of the runway, probably about 400 metres, like quarter of a mile or something, and then a fence, yeah. and then tents. Yeah, exactly. So, when you sleep in there, like, let's say, like, you get there Wednesday or whatever, you set your tent up and you've got nothing to do all day. You get absolutely shit-faced. You wake up at 6 o'clock on the dot when, I don't know what plane turns up, like one from Spain or something. Yeah. It'll come in and you'll be dreaming and hearing the plane at the same time. Well, yeah, I had uh, some weird dreams when I was there. Uh, yeah, but like, like you, including you'll be dreaming. planes. Yeah, you'll be dreaming and like in your dream, this plane will be coming towards you and like be about to crash into you. And then you wake up and a, a Boeing 747's flying over Yeah, head. you shit yourself and then like you wake up it takes you like 30 seconds to come round and you think, oh my God, this plane's going to be even louder. It's going to crash into me. You unzip your tent and then it goes over you. It's, yeah. oh. Well, that, that's, why they, banned, that's well, why they banned laser pens at the festival because people were shining them at the, at the yeah, pilots. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. But back to the three-man catapult. Oh, yeah. Um, it was my go. I had two strong lads. You know, you could see their arms buckling as yeah. they were holding it up and they were like two hands trying to keep it keep it in place. And these were, these were big lads oh, as yeah. well. And I pull it back, and I'm down on the ground, nice and low, trying to stretch it as far as I can, pulling it into my chest, like feet sliding towards the yeah. catapult. It's gone that far, and I just let go, and you just hear a twang, and it flew into into the village, yeah. center of the village. I pissed myself. All I heard was someone go, "Ah!" Is it? It, it actually hit someone in the village. Well, and we had to stop them because the marshals came around the around the campsite. Well, I don't know if you... Oh, no. Um, I don't know what year that you're on about, but there was one year that 
someone in your group of people had that catapult. Yeah. You might have took it like the year before, a year after or something. And we did basically the same thing, but we didn't have any water balloons. So we had... Obviously, you have like loads of food and stuff. I think I remember that. Was it launching like tins of beans at, at yeah. abandoned tents? Yeah, it got really stupid. It yeah. started off because someone came over and said, oh, we've got a catapult if you want to chuck stuff at people. Mm. And we said like, oh, no, we don't have anything. And then another camp next to us that had like cooler boxes and like gazebos and all that kind yeah. of stuff, like actual set-up stuff. Packs not of just bacon like, that had gone off and stuff like that. Yeah, well, all those that were like 18, 20-year-olds that brought a tent and like dry noodles and just ate them like a biscuit <laughs> um, oh god but yeah there was a camp next to us that had proper food and they had sausages that had gone off like a couple of days previous because oh. they must have come from like scotland or something yeah and took it in a cooler box and like so they didn't the buy two it days when they were taken. here yeah it, like they'd had them ages because well, this is only on is. this is on thursday and it had been cracking the flags for the past two days mm. but anyway these sausages they were in like a, a strangely like pinky greeny juice yeah. That was horrible and they just smelled fucking revolting anyway. Um so yeah, we're firing them at the the vegan um stand. Oh, the vegan shop. You didn't. Yeah. yeah. Because obviously wow. it's just right that was one where we were right on the corner of Blue Camp. I can so see like the hilarity walk, I can see the hilarity, but you're the worst kind of person. So like as soon as you walk into Download Festival, there's your village there. You walk halfway down it, on your right, Blue Camp, the corner of it is there. Yeah. We were like hundred meters in from the corner. Right. So we're like right on the outskirts and we had these and we could just see the veggie stand there. What so you were just sniping the it with the stale sausages. Yeah. Well, like we call mm. moldy ones or whatever. But, but, but then we got a bit stupid because um they had tomatoes that were like a bit spongy or whatever. Yeah. Not got, good got a bit, anymore. Got a bit soft. So we started firing them just anywhere. Like at Red Camp. Yeah. Which is like the one across the village. Yeah, because let's face it, we hate those guys. And then yeah, it got a bit stupid because we ran out of shit and people would like chuck stuff back like tomatoes that didn't explode. So yeah. we'd fire them back and then it was just like tins of beans at gazebos. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I, I do obviously with, no one, with no one around because that's pretty damn dangerous. Oh no, there were people around. Oh, right. It was just stupid. Everyone was pissed. Ah. Uh, for the record, as soon as them horrible sausages came out, I just was like, nope, I'm not touching it because there's nothing to wash your hands with or anything. There's yeah. no, there's no word. What's it called? It's not san- sanitary. Anyway, there's no cleaning gear at Download Festival because you're just in a field. Well, so I was like, if I touch them sausages, I'll be paranoid about everything. So yeah. I gave up. Well, you won't be able to touch anything. You won't be able to eat anything. You'll starve. I was just witness to all this going on, mm. um, which was a while after the sausages incident. So yeah, if you were camping at Blue Camp Download 2011, 12, 13-ish, I think it was 11 or 12. And you got pelted with some... Yeah, and you got hit by a tin of beans uh, right into us. Yeah. Uh, Critically claimed at gmail.com. And we'll, uh, we'll issue a, uh, a letter of apology. A full apology and um, some reparations. Mm. Reparations Depending. in the uh, in the form of a shout-out and a laugh on our next podcast. Unless it crippled you. Well, anyway. Well, either way, back, back, back to the water balloons in the, the catapult. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, after the ones going into the village, we were like, marshals have come round. We best not fire them into the village yeah. anymore. So about an hour later, it came back out. Obviously. In, <laughs> as you do there was there was one guy in our in our camp that was i don't want to say he was thick but he he wasn't all the right um you know the kind of jackass kind of kind of guy where he 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 just silly things ends up getting hurt and goes oh well okay yeah, yeah. Where the the thing that most people would go yeah actually i'm not going to do that that's going to hurt yeah so he says it was quite a, a chunky lad quite a large lad it's about six foot and a lot of weight on him. Yeah. And he uh, he decided to ask one of us to fire a water bloom at his back. Right. So we're like, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. And obviously there's some people in the camp that would. Yeah. So I was like, I'm I'm staying well away from this. I'll observe it, but I'm not being part of this. Yeah. Because like, that's just... Stand aside and drink a beer that's and laugh just, at you. That's just dangerous, yeah. When you get hit by it and collapse on the floor in pain, yeah, I'll laugh at you then. And yeah. I'll hand you a beer, but I'm not, I'm not being the one to do it. yeah. So, you get two guys holding the catapult, someone loads of water balloon in. Yeah. Not a large one, say one the size of an average onion. Yeah. Maybe a little bigger. Right. Uh, I remember it was actually a blue water balloon. Right. It, it, this, it's ingrained that much into my memory. Just to paint the picture for everybody. Yeah. So, someone pulls it back, yep. like, you know, feet skidding on the floor. Yeah, yeah. 
like, proper going for it. This, this is going to go far if it if it yeah. if there wasn't a target in the way. If you're daft enough to tell somebody with a three man catapult to shoot you in the back, mm. and you find three people daft enough to shoot it at you, they are daft enough to like split the bungee cord, yeah. firing it at your back. But bearing in mind, he did ask for this, so yeah, yeah. Just before it fired, he was like, "Wait a minute!" Took his top off, so this was going at burst skin. Yeah, yeah. Got a good slap in. The it hit him. Exact. Well, it was louder than that. Right. Followed by a oh, because it hit him and tore the skin. Well, it, it cut him. The water balloon hit him. Yeah. Split in the force. I don't know whether the Freeman catapult whipped him. Yeah. But the force of the water balloon hitting him in splitting <laughs> tore the skin. Right. So he had a big bruiser quickly forming on his on his uh, on his right shoulder. Yeah. Like on the back, you know where the shoulder blade is. Yeah. So obviously it's hit bone in a little bit of muscle, so it's gonna hurt. Yeah. It hit him. You hear a scream of pain. Mm. And then a couple of seconds later, he was like, you know, hunched over. Yeah. Like, Hands on knees, breathing heavily, going, oh, that hurts, you know. And there was a big red ring where it hit, and all the skin inside that had just disappeared. Fucking hell. And I saw him later on that day, and he had some, you know, like medical gauze oh, right, yeah, taped yeah. to his shoulder, because he'd had to go to the uh, to the welfare tent to, yeah, get yeah. It, to get it cleaned up. Fucking hell. But yeah. For the record, that welfare tent... The only time I've ever heard of anyone going there is if they've, like, seriously, like, fucked up the night before and, like, took accidentally took drugs or took way too many drugs or whatever. Accidentally or on purpose. Or if they've, like, purposely set themselves on fire in a mosh pit. Yeah. And then been trampled on. Like, they're the only two instances. Dragged back through the mud to the medical tent. Yeah. Honestly, they're the only two instances. Like, out of every story that I've heard about people going to that festival, like, and going to that medical tent, they're the only two cases. Mm. Like um, I think it was 2011. Um, all of my mates, all my posse, for some reason, they decided to do posse. Oh, um, just trying to remember it now because it's been ages. There were some Scottish people that were like right next to all the portaloos, right? Um, and we we ended up going watching. We decided to try and watch Devil. You know the hey man, you buy a bus ticket guy. What he was at the festival? Yeah, he was. He was at the comedy tent. All oh, right. So we thought, yeah, go on, we'll go watch Devil. It's like this big chav. Yeah. Obviously, at a sweaty festival, it's gonna be hilarious. Yeah. Obviously, he's just gonna be taking the piss the entire time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we decided to go watch him, but we didn't even get there. Basically, there was all these Scottish people that started chatting to, but they introduced us all to the idea of um, a wizard stick. So you finish a uh. beer. You get your new beer, you tape it on top of your old can. Yeah. And then you drink that. And then you keep going until it's like 20 cans long and you've got this like massive wizard staff. Yeah, and it, re- it resets each day. Yeah. You've got to start a new one each day. Um, so we did that. Uh, it must have been like Thursday, 6 o'clock or something. The day before all the bands start. Mm. I remember seeing a picture of that actually. But that wasn't good enough for everybody. That was right. like, oh yeah, that's like, it's a good thing to do, but it can be improved upon. Because yeah. like, that's the Scottish version version of it. We're not right. in Scotland. So it was a combination of Edward beer hands, which right. you get two beers, tape them to your hands. Yeah. <laughs> You've got beers stuck to your hands. Combined with a wizard stick and you get Edward wizard hands. Right. So you, you take beer to your hands, right? So you can't do anything. Yeah, like see where this is going. And then once you've finished both your beers, you get somebody to tape two more beers on top of it, right? Right. And I thought that's too ridiculous for me I'm going to do my own thing that's I'm, I'm going to leave oh yeah this is 2012 sorry. That, that's a typical British thing though you take something that someone else has done and you just make it crazy well I did the also typical British thing to leave them to it and come back three or four hours later Oh. so yeah. anyway I went to the village doing something I can't remember what Um, came back and I can't remember his name I've not seen him in years I don't think I've seen him since the festival actually right anyway um, this lad it was stood with one welly on because the mud at this point was already like a foot deep. Yeah. Like sludge. Well, one I, of them that like you stick your welly in it and it just like sucks your welly off yeah, your Yeah, I remember that year because you walk into the village and there'd just be stray wellies everywhere stuck in the mud. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was the year that it rained non-stop for ages and they had to like get hay out and everything and well, they nearly cancelled it. Yeah, that's because they, they didn't have the, um, oh, what is it where you the put you put something in place to stop sh- stuff happening? Like the... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Basically, you, yeah. you, you 
put preventative measures in place. And this, is, this, is a, this is a specific word for it. Yeah. But they didn't have it, basically. Yeah, they said if it rains, it rains. So they started chucking hay down and stuff like that. And yeah, they literally had to go buy some hay and shit. They've improved upon it since because... Um, it, now, that, now they've put like permanent pathways and things down. Yeah, they'll be then plastic footpaths. Be, you know why they've done it? It's not just because of how bad the mud was. Just be for safety, wasn't it? Well, some people actually broke legs trying to move yeah, around that mud. That doesn't surprise me. Well, the state that I, well, what's it? I was going back to my tent because it, it must have been like ten, eleven o'clock at this point. Mm. Van started the next day, probably ten o'clock again. But you've got to do a couple of hours fucking about in the morning yeah. and get into it because you've got to walk the like across Dunnington. Uh, Part a track, a, yeah. Well, it, it was about a mile, mile and a yeah. half to get to the get to the arena. It was ridiculous. Um, so what? Take about six beers for the walk. So yeah, um, go back to camp anyway. And my mate was the pissed. I mean, like proper, proper pissed. What, ten in the morning, like basically crying at me, going, uh, uh, "I've lost me willy." Like again, the slutch. Oh, this it, is like, this is proper, when you got back from the village, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right. proper like concretey slutch, like proper. I can't just. Describe well, it, it might have been. It might as well have been a welly made of mud. It was that bad. Oh yeah, like that that mud that like proper like congeals and sticks. Yeah, it to just sticks to it. Yeah. And was like a foot deep. He had one, like a birth foot on one leg, and like obviously sock and welly on the other leg. Wait, it was a heathen who didn't wear socks with wellies. No, it it come off. With the welly, or oh, like right. the mud or something. Anyway, I could see the welly about fifty meters behind it. Yeah, um, and he had three cans taped to each hand. Yeah, and he was stood there with his kecks kind of like slightly above the knee. Uh, pants, the, sorry. Yeah, above for the those knee. not familiar, it wasn't it wasn't bollico. Oh, but like somebody had kecked him. Yeah, and basically after him going, I've lost me welly, I've been kecked. Basically, what had happened was it. He'd realised he was pretty drunk and he couldn't get the tape off his hands. Right. And he was already three beers into Edward Wizard hands. Uh, so he walked over to the toilets with his mates. Yeah. Who also were in this predicament of being stuck in mud. Oh, I can... With beers taped to the hands. I can only imagine where this went. So the other two people had asked nicely... Yeah. Like, asked this girl nicely if they could open the door and unbutton the pants. Wow. Right. So they could wee. Wow. Right. And this one girl did both. Seriously? Right. Like, helped them wee and everything, thought it was funny, thought it was fair game. Yeah. Understood that, like, there was nothing sleazy or dodgy going on. They, yeah. just, they were just doing a game and just they needed to wee. Two basic. Drunk, two drunk p- people playing a game. Yeah. Basic Couldn't use human hands. qualities or whatever. Yeah, well, it's better than pissing yourself, isn't it? The third guy wasn't so lucky because he decided to, like, for whatever reason, it took him longer to get there. Yeah. So by the time he got there, this woman wasn't there. And instead, he just, just like, thought, It'd be better if you just shout it at people. It was like, uh, uh, could you help me? My pants are stuck on my wizard hands. Right. So somebody thought it'd be funny to just keck him. Yeah. So put his, like, put his, pull his pants down. But his boxes didn't go with it. And he'd already lost a welly at this point. And <laughs> so it was pretty there's no way to get the welly out when you've got beers taped to your hands. Yeah, so I'm imagining he was pretty distraught. But the bigger problem was that he needed to piss mm. and couldn't open a cubicle like the portable door. Oh, God. So... I don't know what he did. There was no evidence, no evidence of him pissing himself. All he knew was that he no longer needed to piss, right? Right. When it got to him. But still with his kecks basically around his knees. Right. And well he missed And I remember crystal clear him explaining all this to me. Right. And then obviously going, like that. Yeah. And at this point, he said all he wanted me to do was to get his welly and put it on his foot. Right. So I left him. <laughs> I just went straight back to camp. I was like, I'm not getting involved in this. So this is nothing to do with me. You stood there for the entire spiel of his story. Yeah. And then went, nah, see ya. Yeah, because it was fucking hilarious. Because I was, <laughs> don't forget, I was stood there pissing my sides, laughing at it. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, very funny. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Can I you get please it, I get it. just, I've been through all this heartbreak. Can it's you please just, just give me my welly? So after all that turmoil, you just left him. Yeah, that was like, no. S- like, stood in a puddle of mud in his own tears. Yeah. Wow. Um, it was just too funny it was too funny to not do that to her it is pretty funny because we're also talking about the same year that um, one of the mates was still a virgin right and uh, the camp next to us were particularly friendly and um, both boys and girls oh. whereas we were just boys right we're talking like nine boys and um, I was in bed at this point because I didn't drink 
and I was just fed up. It was my first festival. So oh, yeah, yeah. it would have been 2011. This so, year. so you weren't buzzing, you were just fed up. Yeah, because you get the Wednesday, I think gates open at like 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, you rush in, like you, you get like all excited and all that. You've, you've got the massive queues that yeah. you've got to wait in and if you're drinking, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's fun, it's great. But if you stood there sober, it's... No, but I was I was still excited with everybody. Yeah. And then, well, let's say 12 o'clock, you get in. By 1 o'clock, you tense up. By 2 o'clock, you've been around the village. You've done everything. Yeah. Nothing happens on a Wednesday. So you've got nothing to do. Well, the first day is exhausting if you're not sat around drinking. But then the next day, there's also nothing to do. You've got a full day of living in a field doing literally nothing. Well, that's, right. that's why you go and make friends. So... Well, this is this is exactly this is, what happened. Exactly. So I was in bed, not making friends because I couldn't be asked. I was just there for the music. I wasn't very like. I was I was a bit popular, but I wasn't like. You I couldn't sociable. just talk to anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't very sociable. Not very out- outgoing. Um, and I was just bored at this point, and like relatively heat stroked or whatever it's called. <laughs> um, I had heat stroking the heat stroking my leg all day. Yeah, you were heat stricken. Um, wait, in your leg? Did you say? That it was just a play on stroke. But oh, anyway, right. um. I was about to say, just have heat stroke in one leg. So yeah, I was in my tent at this point, and I could hear, what was it now? All my mate, no, all of the camp next to us were claiming that this girl had clap. Right. right. Chlamydia. And I can't remember what else I heard after that, but then I heard all of my mates turning up or going over and chatting and hoo-haring and all that kind mm-hmm. of thing. I, again, I was trying to fall asleep, so I like, ignored half of it. Okay. And then... I remember, obviously, when everyone was saying, oh, this girl's got a clap, I could hear her replying and saying, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. And then, let's say, 20 minutes, half an hour later or whatever, I could hear this girl chatting with one of my other mates. All right. Who decided to get this girl, who was very drunk at this point, and literally get her, open my other mate's tent, chuck her in his tent because he was asleep at this point because he was way too drunk, zip the tent up, and then go back to camp. Right. That was for a game. Right. I don't know if that was, like, statutory rape or whatever. I, I, I don't know. Let's that's, not go there. That's nothing to do with... All I know is that this happened right, and it was fine. Because, obviously, the days after, everything was fine. There was no claims or whatever. Yeah, a bit of an odd thing to do, but I can see the comedy in it. The next day, I woke up. My friend was no longer a virgin, right? Oh. So, whatever happened in the tent was good, right? Everything was everything was fine. Did he go home with just more... Uh, then more... Sorry, did he go home with more than just a smile on his face, though? Yes. Oh. She'd had a clap. Oh, wow. Um, from what I know, everyone was taking the piss in that she had clap. Yeah. And she did. But she didn't know that she did. Right. So, uh, yeah. That's not a very well-spoken... Like it, It's not really talked about, but... It's, that's it, it's, a, it's a bit of a dark story, but I can see it being funny at the time. Yeah, it was fucking hilarious. Speaking of, uh, people being thrown into tents... I got thrown out of mine at one... You got thrown out of your own tent? Yes, at, at, at one uh, right. One year at Download. Um, but how the fuck did you get thrown out of your own tent? Because I... Were you sharing the tent? No, I was in my own tent that I took. I bought it with my own money. And there was only me sleeping up. in it. It was only me sleeping in All it. All of your stuff in. Yep. And only your stuff exactly. in. Exactly. And it got kicked out. I got kicked out of my own tent, and I'll tell you how. Right, okay, cool. I was out of our camp. We were, we were camped with a, a lot of people that was... Probably about ten to fifteen of us. Yeah. Um, mostly the lads. Bastards. Mostly lads. A couple of guys. Uh, a couple of girls. Yeah. The bastards. Band of bastards. Yeah. Group of uh, lads from Nottingham and lasses. Some of them ex squaddies. Yeah. Us lot from a little further south. Yeah. And north. We s- north from Nottingham. Yeah. All right. Never anyway. mind. Either way. Well, good old northern boys. Yeah. My, my geography fails me again. I wonder how I don't get lost going places. Mm. But yeah, me being me, I'm a night owl. I was always one of the last to be awake. Yeah. People would go to bed, I'd be like, ah, pussies. Yeah. And I'd carry on drinking into the night. Gets too early morning, I'd go to bed. Yeah. And I'd always be one of the last ones up. Right. And the guys I was camping with were getting sick of me getting up so late. Right. So he said, right, if you're not out your tent by X time tomorrow, yeah. we're going to get you out. Bearing in mind that everyone just kind of wakes up when planes go, like, come flying in, literally, like... Well... It, it, it seems like if you put your hands up, 
above your tent, you can touch the plane. So they are that seriously that low. Exactly. They're coming so most, to land, non, most people that weren't up until six o'clock in the morning get shit faced on like gin. But you've would got, be awake. You've got to remember, the more you drink, the heavier you sleep. Yeah. No matter how much of a heavy or light oh, yeah. sleeper you are. So I drank quite substantially and didn't sleep. I basically just passed out in my tent. For the record, one of my brother's mates, um, he got that shit faced on a Wednesday. He woke up on Friday. Seriously? He went to bed Wednesday night early because he was that shit faced from being like, wait, we're finally at download, we're all set up. Let's yeah. get pissed. Um, was asleep all the way through Wednesday night, all the way through Thursday. And woke up on they Friday. They woke him up on the Friday saying, right, come on, you've been in bed for 24 hours. And he was like, oh yeah, <laughs> well funny. And they were like, no, really. Dragged him out of his tent and he could hear bands and he was like, shit, I've lost the Thursday. Right. But yeah, but, but back on. back to the story. I was told if I didn't get out by a certain time, I'd be dragged out of my tent. Yeah. Like, forcibly ejected from my uh, living arrangements during yeah. the festival. So I was like, yeah, yeah, fuck off, you're talking bollocks. I woke up the next day, and I shit you not, 10 seconds after I woke up, yeah. my tent was unzipped, and one of the guys we were with is quite a short guy, not, like, not six foot, maybe about... Five five ten. Yeah. So not not short but not tall. Right. Um quite a well built yeah, yeah. man as well. Um quite strong. He was one of the lads who was in the army, so obviously you can you Was he one of the wrestlers? No, that was another one. Oh right, right. But ex military, you so you can imagine he's quite well built. Yeah. And he, he kept that after he left the military. Right. Army you mean. So Army, yeah. Military is American. Well, same difference. Might have some American listeners, I don't know. The five that we have. But, yeah. Military. Don't start. Don't set me off. So, I wake up. Ten seconds later. Um, tent unzips. Yep. I see a hands in a head come in. Right. Grab my legs and drag me through the camp. Right. Luckily, I managed to get free. Yeah. And scramble onto my feet, but... It was... Um, if, I, if I'd have been asleep at the time, it would have been quite an awakening. Oh, yeah. Getting dragged legs first out of your tent. Forcibly ejected from my do- from my own tent. Jesus. I was fine. I- I'm always fine sleeping at festivals, me. I'm fine, apart from on a night time, it's always bitterly cold, unless you have good sleeping kit. And then when you wake up in the morning, you wake up and you're just covered in your own sweat because it's that oh, warm. Yeah. But that's that's tent life, I suppose. No, I can always sleep in, um, in like minus two conditions for some reason. Hmm. I've no idea why, but like, when I'm at home and it's cold, like I can't even get in bed. I'm one of them that's got to like, slowly blag myself into getting in bed. You know, where like, like you slowly, like you know when you, what so it's like, oh the bed's cold, or like like when you're getting in a hot bath, like towing yeah, first yeah. kind of thing. No, I was gonna say it's like you know when you go for a dump, in like if you've ever worked in like a warehouse or a factory, and yeah. the toilet bowl's freezing, and you've got to like slowly like, kiss your cheeks against <laughs> the like the bog lid instead of just biting like, the bullet and just yeah. Plop. yeah. Plopping a squat. Yeah, like, when I'm at home and it's cold, I've got to get in bed like that. I've got to, like, slowly sit on the bed, warm up, like, my ass imprint, and then slowly, like, lie down, and then put the covers over me, because I get cold so fast. See, I, I don't mind. I just dive in. I love the cold. Unless I'm outside. This, this is what I'm going to get at. For some reason, when I'm camping, I just embrace coldness, and it's totally fine. All right. Like, if it's minus six blowing a gale and hailstoning, like when I've been camping in Scotland, and it has actually been that cold, I'm totally fine with it, mm. unless uh, until sorry, I wake up in the morning and like the airbed's stuck to your back and like you actually piss wet through. Right, I just can't deal with it. Can't deal with that any time of year. See, I I can deal with cold. I can't deal with being wet while it's cold. Oh yeah, being wet while it's cold's like a different kind like of fish. If I, if I'm out and it's cold, it's fine. If, yeah. if I'm out and it's cold and it's raining, then I'm I'm just miserable. It's just oh, uh, when was it now? Not last year, year before, so 2017 Le Mans. Right. I think it was, like, on average, like, 32 degrees every day. Not a cloud in the sky. Well, it Camping is. Camping in a field. It, it is It is a summer in France, so obviously it's going to be warm. Like, it was beautiful, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed right. every minute of that sunshine. No sunburn or anything, because, like, we were camped, like, underneath the only tree on the campsite. Yeah, in the shade. Um, but, like, going to bed, like, it gets darker. But it doesn't really ever get dark. But, like, let's say midnight, it's almost like properly dark by that point yeah nice and cool you can get to sleep wake up in the morning like we're talking five o'clock in the morning and you are stuck to your tent 
it's like 40 degrees inside your tent and you're just stuck to everything. It's fucking horrible. See, that, that year I went with you, I wasn't too bad. The year after, it was abysmal, yeah. honestly. Um, well, put it this way, usually when I wake up, like once I'm up, I'm up. Yeah. Like, that's just how I'm programmed. But I was waking up, I was climbing out of my tent, sitting on a camping chair. Um, we're camped next to the tap as well. Uh, fill up a bucket. Always a bonus. Fill up a bucket with cold water. Yeah. Stick your feet in it, sit on a chair somewhere out the sun that you know in two hours, like the sun's not going to move and burn mm. you. And I'd fall asleep again. Really? Like I'd be sat there thinking, all oh, warm, I'll cool my feet down and just fall asleep. And I, what, you I, w- I can't you, do that. You wake up and your, your feet are like blocks of ice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was fine. Well, it warms up after a bit, like, but just that initial coldness on my feet and sitting down on a chair and not sweating my tits off. And obviously, you've got all these sweat evaporating off you. Just help me sleep. But that's the only time I've ever woken up in bed and fall asleep again. I uh, can't do it. See, I, I, I tend to get more sleepy when I'm warm. You know, when, I'm, when, when you're too warm. So, yeah. it, well, not too warm, but if it's like a nice, comfortable, warm temperature, it makes you drowsy and then it, it, it's quite easy to fall asleep that way. That, if, that's, honestly, it's the only bad thing about summer for me that... What, like, that you're tired all the time? No, no, trying to go to sleep when it's like more than 15 degrees. Mm. Like, as much as I don't like getting in a freezing cold bed, it is easy for me to sleep when it's cold, but any kind of heat, you know what of them where you've got to like take your duvet off and spin it round. Like, flip it upside down so the, the cold side's touching you and, like, cold side of the pillow. No. You've never done that with your duvet? Not with a duvet. I have... I have. Next time you're sweating in bed, like, towards summerish, honestly, like, lie on your back, grab all the... Like, go spread eagle, basically. Grab every corner with, like, your hands and your toes. Right. And spin it around like that. <laughs> See, I've, I've woke up... And then up, roll back over. I've woke up in the middle of the night being warm, not being able to get back to sleep and flip the pillow over before. But do it with your duvet. I've not done it with a duvet. Trust. But I, I've I've got to say I'm one of those like you were saying, uh, it's it's hard to sleep when when it's too warm and all that. Yeah. I'm one of those who were during the day I'll be cold if I'm not doing a lot, so I will have the heating on full blast, but then I have to turn it off a couple of hours before I go to bed because it has to be cold. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I have to get into a cold bed. If I get into a warm bed, I'm I feel like shit and I don't sleep well. Yeah. No, I'm exactly the same. But yeah, on um, yeah, on that on that note, we best uh, we best cut it off because we are getting on some here. So this yeah. this has been critically unclaimed. Yep, results varied as usual. And from uh, Johnny Bravo to uh, cold side of the duvet. Well, I think uh, I think we'll have to venture back onto the the old Bravo at some point in the future. Oh yeah, it sounds like well, an interesting topic. To be fair, I'm probably going to look at myself in a mirror in a minute and then carry on talking about Johnny Bravo. Because I've, I've not seen myself since you told me that I look like John Bravo. Either way, um, we'll leave it there and uh, we'll see you next time. Yep. Goodbye. See you in a bit.